Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at lifemd.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome back to The Late Lunch here on LMFM. Now, my next guest has been actively campaigning for the rights of people with disabilities since 2013 when she first became involved with Down Syndrome Ireland when her nine-year-old son Aaron first started school. Aaron was born with Down Syndrome and his proud mum believes he should be afforded every opportunity to reach his full potential. She's currently enjoying her fifth year as president of Down Syndrome Ireland and she joins me in studio now to tell us more about being a mum of a child with special needs and her work advocating on behalf of those with Down syndrome. Mary Doherty, you're very welcome to Late Lunch. Thank you, Joan. How are you? You're from Dunshockland in County Meath. Um, Mary, are you born and bred there or did you settle there in later um, life? No, no, I'm a dub. That Ooh. moved out to Dunshockland 18 years ago and still, despite my neighbours, still say Dunshockland County Dublin sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but you're enjoying life in County Meath? We absolutely love it. The village is fantastic. The people in there um, and I suppose having a child with special needs, you even see more how a small village and how they embrace someone like Aaron. So you're mum to three gorgeous kids. I you want to tell yes. me a little bit about the three of them? Um, Megan is our eldest. She is 12. She just started first year there in uh, Dunshockland Community College. Um, Aaron then is 10. He's gone into fourth class in St. Shockmills National School and Caitlin, the baby, is eight and she's gone into third class. So Aaron is the middle child in all of this and he was born with Down syndrome. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Was it a normal pregnancy or did you have any early indications, Mary? Um, do you know what? It was funny because Aaron, number one, was an IVF baby. Um, number two, when I was 12 weeks pre- pregnant, I had a threatening miscarriage that went on for some time. Um, we had a lot of scans. We didn't know. Um, Aaron decided to come early as well on top of that. So oh, it was right. an emergency section. Um, and it took a while before they actually came back to us and told us that they thought he had Down syndrome. And what was your reaction? Because of the threatening miscarriage in that, it, it didn't really take that much out of me regarding the Down syndrome. I, I don't know whether I was in shock or whatever. My husband, unknown, he didn't know much about Down syndrome. So I suppose his first response and his first question was, um, 
how long did he have to live? Oh, right. So he didn't understand anything about he it. He didn't at all. really. And he, what he did think was that sometimes uh, children with Down syndrome had bad hearts and died early. Okay. So had you known much about it prior to this? I knew a bit about it because I had a cousin who um, had Down syndrome. But again, she unfortunately died when she was 15. She had a lot of um, health issues. So for me, I suppose when Aaron was born, it's funny, I didn't think about Aaron. I think I thought he would be okay, but it was Megan. And really? all my emotions went into Megan and... F- Wondering how she'd react, is it, to this new baby? No, and- I felt I'd ruined her life, to be honest. Oh, right. Yeah, that I had put all this responsibility on her and that she was only two and how was I going to make it up to her and what was I going to do f- for her right. um, rather than for him because I reckoned he'd be okay. He'd be okay, But yeah. she had all this responsibility on her and she was two. Oh, right, okay. You know, so I think for me, that's where all my energy went into was, was her. And how did she react when you brought him home? Um, it's funny, it's not even when I brought him home, uh, because he was an emergency section, uh, he had a lot of mu- mucus, so he was in the incubator. And mm-hmm. when she came into the hospital to see him, she insisted on going in to see him in the incubator. And I couldn't move, so my husband brought her down and she had to give him a big hug. And as my dad used to give the hugs and he'd give a big yeah, so she gave a big yeah <laughs> to the actual incubator when she saw oh, him. Bless her. And yeah, he was just her brother. That was it? Um, yes. And the paediatrician, yeah. I suppose, in the hospital told us the same. That Aaron is Aaron. And um, it's other people that will start pointing out that his siblings and children won't. But it's adults will start pointing out that he's different. Um, yeah. So we just decided that Aaron was Aaron and she was two years of age. How do you explain to a two year old yeah. about Down syndrome? So we didn't. He's we just, just her baby brother. We took him home and he was our baby brother. Yeah. So tell us about him. He's gorgeous. I saw his photograph online earlier today. He is gorgeous. What, what's he like? Do, do you know what, Aaron? He, he's very funny he's very sociable but he can also be very naughty and very you know just like any other child he'll do things when he wants to do them he'll do things his own way mm. he fights with his sister uh, he fights with us he's great one day you know and then so just your typical 10 year old boy and what was he like as a baby like was it, it, it most babies are a challenge I've had two of my own they are a challenge what was it more challenging with Aaron or did he find a routine early on or, or was it more difficult what was life like with him I think for us it wasn't Aaron, it was us. Um, mm. I found it very hard that all of a sudden all these people were coming into my home that I didn't know telling me what I should be, should and shouldn't be doing with my son. I found that quite invasive. I found some of the comments of some people that were coming to my home uh, quite hurtful, really, um, mm. and upsetting sometimes. And even talking to some of my other friends who have children with Down syndrome, sometimes you lose your identity a little bit, um, not just as a person, but as a mum. Because for some, you become a carer. And so you may have been working and you may have to have given it up. Um, you have other children, but now you're a carer. And then you've all these people telling you what's best for your child. Right, and, yeah. and I found that a bit strange at the beginning. Do you think we, well, people in general have a long way to go to learn how to deal with this or in terms of accepting people with special needs? Do you think as a society we've a, we've a long way to, what's been your experience with Aaron just having him out and about in his buggy or just bringing him to the playground? I suppose it's this it's the staring um, right. and the looks and I, I didn't notice it as much but if I have other family members with me they say is this what happens to you all the time Right. you know when you're yeah. out there or people make inappropriate comments um, but my experience in general has been very positive and I suppose we always encouraged everybody just to treat Aaron as Aaron um, and even in school you know if there's a problem it's Aaron don't think it's the Down syndrome if everything else is not working, well, then we look at the Down syndrome and see, well, is it that and what's the problem and how can we come to terms with it, you know? And we, we've always had that with him. Um, 
and even up to the time um, he was starting school, that's when we had to tell our eldest daughter that he had Down syndrome. It wasn't because of any other reason and we weren't hiding it and we yeah. weren't ashamed of it. It was just never a subject that came up. He was our brother, but now he was starting school and other people would make comments. So we had to explain it to her. And is Aaron aware that he's different? Does he act out because he uses this for himself as, as the difference as a, as a positive for himself? Or is he aware? No, he, he is aware. Um, mm. And he started to become aware a number of years ago. And how we first noticed it is if we were out and about and he saw another person with Down syndrome, he'd say, Mom, I know that person. Oh. or they're my friend yeah. and now he will go over no matter where he is if he sees a person with Down syndrome and he'll go over and he'll introduce himself because right. we're the same he recognises yeah yeah, kindred spirits so to speak yes. and he'll do and sometimes he'll go over to somebody and they might be non-verbal so he'll, he'll communicate in whatever way that they communicate in um, and then that's it and he just moves off and you ask him why and he says oh because he's my friend he's like me that's he amazing he sounds like an amazing little guy altogether well, he is. Very he, perceptive. He, he is, yeah. That's yeah. unreal. So tell me about your involvement with Down Syndrome Ireland then. Back in 2013, was it that you, you became involved? What prompted you? Um, January, still remember, January 2013, Aaron went for this assessment that all our children had to go for at the time to see what assistance they got in mainstream school. And uh, the psychologist told me he had too much language, too much comprehension, was too sociable and the best was much too keen to learn. So we weren't <laughs> going to give him any help in school. Oh, right. OK, yes. so it worked against him. Yes. Good Lord. OK, so I've heard it all So I was looking now. at this little four-year-old going, all the hard work he's put in, everything mm. he's done, and now they're not going to help it's him. It's gone against him. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't recognise Down syndrome. They okay. said he had a mild intellectual disability, so therefore he didn't need help. And I was going, what about the Down syndrome? Oh, no, but we don't count that. So I was like, this can't be right. Can't, can't, can't be right. Yeah. So I wrote to the lovely minister, um, for education at the time, Rory Quinn. Mm-hmm. And they sent me out this standard letter along with a lovely little HQ circular that listed a load of disabilities and all the hours that they got. And then underneath it in a little box was Down syndrome in conjunction with one of the above. Oh, so I was like, right. OK. Yeah. Down syndrome wasn't enough. Yeah. So there was a few parents in our local branch here in Loudmead and we got together and we started saying, well, sure, this isn't right. And I knew a solicitor that worked for people with disabilities, so contacted him. We met with him and he said, you absolutely have a case of discrimination. So we worked together and we formed a group called the Down Syndrome Education Equality Advocates and myself and another parent, Lee Rock. Uh, we lived in um, Leinster House and we talked to anybody who would talk to us. <laughs> right. um, I gave a talk in Leinster House and um, we had um, a lovely Shay that made a lovely video for us. Um, Shane Ca- Shay-, Shay Casserly, um, he did a lovely awareness video for us with Aaron to try and do our campaign. We had flyers, we had a lovely band called The Little Beauties that put some music together for right. us. We picked a song, we wrote to the artist of the song for permission to use the song and we just created and then got parents from all around the country to her, her hound their TDs and tell them that this discriminatory had to stop. Do you feel like though in your campaign, Mary, that, you, you know, you're campaigning so hard, do you sometimes feel like tearing your hair out? I mean, do you come up against issues like government cuts to respite and care services? And do you feel like sometimes it's like banging your head off a wall sometimes? Do you know what it is, Joan? Every day is a battle. Right. And it's a battle for anything. It could be for nappies for some of our children that are o- over a certain age and and the only nappies you have are adult nappies for a nine-year-old. I remember one father getting very upset because he was at home and he was tearing apart the nappies they got to put them together to fit his daughter. Yeah. Do you know? Um, and then people telling you things like, well, you've had your quota. 
Yeah. What the, what, who determines? The and who determines that? Yeah. You know, um, or then just services just aren't there. You yeah. know, Aaron's with the six to 18 services and mm. he hasn't had speech therapy. He's now 10. He's been with them four years. He's been waiting four years. Yeah, but but there is someone getting money because he's on a list. Yeah, yeah he's not getting he's any not services. Getting any and he's not the only child. Yeah, I presume this you know, goes a lot deeper than every a lot battle, farther the than The same Aaron. having to go into school and battle for a particular chair for him. You know, I've yeah. never had to battle for a chair for my two daughters. They go into school and there's a chair for them. Yeah. Aaron's isn't. So when other mums are going off to have a nice, you know, coffee morning or whatever, go to work or do, I'm off to battle with somebody. You know, my son needs a chair. Yeah. And that takes so long then to try and get that and what happens to him in the meantime. But being part of this organisation must be helping you just to have the support of other parents. Absolutely. And and just that you, and that was the reason when I was asked to become the president, um, we were fighting a particular battle and I knew becoming the president would mute me to a certain extent because I could say what I wanted as a parent and, and say this is it. But as the president, you're representing everybody. Yeah. You know, and you have to be conscious of that and um, everything takes time. But it opened me up to this whole new political world mm. and how slow things happen. I knew where Leinster House was, but I'd never been in it. And all of a sudden they thought I was related to one of the <laughs> TDs because my surname was Doherty, you know. Yeah and, yeah. and I was up there that often. But you just see how slow things go and that we don't really live in a democracy when you see the way things work in there. Yeah. Um, and everybody has good intentions. We had a cross party committee. So you think everybody's on board with this. And it still took two years. Yeah. You know, and we got the minimum. The minimum at the time was three hours. So they decided to keep us quiet and give us two and a half hours. Mary, we're going to have to take a break, but we're going to come back to yourself in about two minutes. Is that OK? okay? Thank Thanks you. very much. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors, drive with peace of mind. 041 983 Welcome back to Late Lunch. I'm speaking with Mary Doherty from Down Syndrome, Ireland. And we're speaking about your gorgeous little boy, 10-year-old Aaron. Now, Mary, can you tell me a little bit about um, everyday life with Aaron? I mean, do you feel like you're constantly fighting a running battle for his rights as a human being? Yes, that's that's the, that's the short answer. Um, and I think every parent out there of a child with disability would say the same. Um, just... Er- Everything is is a constant battle. Some things will come easier and some things won't and it'll depend. And but you're always thinking of the next the next hurdle and where do I go and who do I go? And most parents are just exhausted. Yeah, they really are just just from all the like it's exhausting being a parent. It's exhausting because your child has special needs that you have to work harder with their homework or you have to work harder to get them to or from school or get them into the school in the first place, get the help for them. Um, And then on top of that, you've just everyday battles, which which is just exhausting. It, it it should be easier. Have you concerns for him going forward? I mean, he's 10 now, so another couple of years, secondary school is looming. Well, that's the next big hurdle for us. Mm. So come January or early next year, I start battling for secondary school. For, for a Aaron. place for him. Yes, and, and where and uh, what suits him and where he should or shouldn't go and what are our choices mm. um, around the area. And, and every parent... and. It's a nightmare. It's not like with the girls. There's a local secondary school. That's where they're going to go. And I don't have any issue. As, as soon as they leave, they just go. And, and, and it's, a, you know, an easy transition. But for him, it's, well, where is he going to go? Does it suit him? What's going to happen? Will the supports be there? And you start the battle two years earlier. Again. 
again. All over again. For a different and you know, day. kids, when they leave school from sixth class, they want to go where their friends are going. Absolutely. They all want to go to, I know my own kids wanted to go to such and such because such and such was going there. And and, and it seems important when you're in sixth class, the truth of it, when they got a, a year or so, they don't met a whole new bunch of friends and, and left behind the kids that they left behind in national school. But for Aaron, if he has a couple of lovely close friends he'll want to go where they're going won't he? He will and the other thing Joan too is he, he's known he's known where he lives and mm. you know regardless of whether it's a special school or Main Street school why should he have to leave his village? Why should he have to leave where he is and spend Absolutely. an hour or an hour and a half in a car each day to get to school? Absolutely, Absolutely. If it's not our choice. Yeah. You know? So your fears for him going forward then even beyond secondary school? Well, at the moment, we have a great ability program started in uh, Down Syndrome Ireland and it's all about our adults and it's trying to get our adults um, ready for employment. So while a lot of people come up to me now and say, you know, can I give you a donation? Would you like this? I say, that's brilliant. Of course, we'd love your money. But can you give a person with Down Syndrome a job? And yeah. a meaningful job, a meaningful employment. And there are a lot of adults out there that have got meaningful employment Um and it's great for them and it gives them their independence and sure that that's what we're all about yeah. at the end of the day that's all you want is your child to grow up happy and as independent as they possibly can and for life for their siblings to be made easier Absolutely that they can look after themselves that you yes. don't have to worry because every parent wants their kids to be happy healthy and able to support themselves and live an independent and life And there will always be a certain amount that their siblings will have to care yeah. and, and for some there'll be more care needed than others but it shouldn't be made so hard do you think lately, I think in mainstream media, we're seeing an awful lot more people with Down syndrome being um, integrated into some of the soaps, I think, in EastEnders. Now yes. there's a character. And also, have you seen that gorgeous girl, Madeline? She's a model, yes. Madeline Stewart in Australia. And it's it's fantastic because, do you know what, if you ever talk to an adult with Down syndrome or a young child, like Aaron talks about when he's going to get married and he talks about what he's going to work at and when he goes to college and when he goes to school. And why shouldn't they dream like everybody else? Do you know what I mean? They are like everybody else. So we've made them so different for so long but they're actually not they're the same there's more alike with his siblings than not like his siblings um, and, and the same with every person with Down syndrome out there Absolutely and tell us a little bit about what he's up to I heard a little rumour that he's he's on the TV these days Aaron went and, and got himself a job um, he oh. auditioned for um, the Dunn Stores ad we didn't know it was Dunn Stores at the time the Christmas ad um, and when we got there um, he told me that he was 10 and it was his acting and he was going in himself so he went into the room. I didn't know what he did. He got a call back, went into the room. I didn't know what he did. And then we heard he got the ad. So he is uh, on the Dunn Stores Christmas ad. So he's on that, that new one where they're lighting up the town. The lighting is, is up the town. Is that the one? Yes. Oh, yes. OK. I've watched and that ad. And his poster okay. is up. It's in the airport. We're getting texts off people to say where his poster is up. Um, he's loving the fame. But you know what, Joan? For me, I've never seen him more comfortable in a world. Really? in all the things we've done with him and for him he just seemed to get into this world and he loved it he had loads of questions they asked him did he want to be an actor he said no I want to be behind the camera he directed um, he's just really comfortable in this particular world and it's a world I suppose even Down Syndrome Ireland we're looking at the corporate worlds all the time for our adults and maybe yeah. we shouldn't maybe we should be looking at the arts the as well arts and, and the media and I know Shay Cassidy is working with some of the adults in Prosper about the media and maybe you know everything it's the same as for all our children. Absolutely. There's loads of options for everybody. And there's always something for everybody. Doesn't well. it just show you? He's just the same as any other young guy with a talent and with an interest in media, an interest in the arts and entertainment. 
Oh, I'm going home now to look at that ad tonight <laughs> with different eyes. I'm going to keep an eye out from Mary. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Thank me, you so much for coming in to talk to us today. And the best of luck and a very, very happy Christmas to you and all the family. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas too. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.